Welcome to the CNSNews.com What Were They Smoking Award for Outrageous Government Spending, where we award the infamous golden hookah to an exclusive CNSNews.com story that shows how wasteful government spending projects are sending your hard-earned tax dollars up in smoke. I'm your host, Craig Bannister. Our latest winner is the National Institute on Drug Abuse for spending $3.6 million since 2001 on studies that teach monkeys how to smoke and drink hard drugs like heroin, meth, PCP, and cocaine, then studies how the monkey's drug consumption varies during different phases of their menstrual cycle. And finally, stages interventions to help the monkeys kick the drug habits they were just taught. According to the grant abstract, a primary goal of the research is to examine the effects of sex and menstrual cycle phase on the reinforcing strength of orally delivered PCP and meth and a non-drug control substance, saccharin, as well as smoke cocaine, heroin, and meth. Behavioral and pharmacological interventions will be applied as treatment models in males and females and in females during different phases of their menstrual cycle. The monkeys studied in the project are trained to self-administer drugs that humans abuse. Dr. Strangebind, is it time? Yeah. And several phases of the addiction process are modeled, such as acquisition, maintenance, withdrawal, craving, and relapse. So think about it. Year after year, at the same time these lady monkeys are suffering through that time of the month, they're also going through withdrawal. I want it. I want it. I want it. These poor monkeys. Finally, wouldn't it be better to use real sugared chocolate to soothe these menstrual monkeys' cravings instead of saccharin? And if they're Reese's monkeys, you could give them peanut butter cups. Now let's look at this week's taxpayer tally. Since an average tax return generates $5,847 in federal revenue, the number of American households who worked all year to pay for this project comes to 621.6. So that's why this golden hookah goes to the National Institute on Drug Abuse for spending $3.6 million on studies that would make the average taxpayer go ape or bananas. For the full story, visit cnsnews.com, your source for important news you never knew you were missing. Я не террорист. Я борюсь за свободу. New word from the nation's top scientists on the zombie virus that appeared two weeks ago. They released information saying that the symptoms to watch for are aggression, foaming from the mouth, deterioration of motor skills, and an unbelievable hunger. Be advised that if an infected becomes hostile, the only way to harm them is to shoot them in the head. What's up, people? How's everybody doing out there? It's been a while. 
And I will briefly throw in that we are coming to you from the battle station deep inside the EZK compound. That's right. Just like we do whenever we get around to it. (laughs) So, there's been a lot going on since the last time that we was here. I heard that the government took away all kind, stripped away all kinds of our uh, our liberty. Oh yeah, yeah. How's that? <laughs> you know how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what, let me ask you a couple questions, Shooter. What do you? What is your take on this whole? Senate Bill, the 18, 18, Senate Bill 1867 is what it's called. Um, I have read some really horrific things about it. Uh, and it's, I don't know even where to begin. My take is those motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I uh, when I first heard about it, I didn't think it would pass both houses and or the Senate and the House and... I was surprised to find out it did, and, and that's when I came up with those motherfuckers. <laughs> what were they smoking? Those alien bastards. It, hey, go ahead. But go ahead and say who didn't who didn't vote for it? Rand Paul, and I think there was one other guy, and I don't exactly know who he was. I think it was two or three, and that was it. And here's the the here's the irony of the whole situation. Are you ready? Uh-huh. That once this bill was passed and it and it and allows indefinite detention of American citizens and allows them to be scooped up by the military, right? The our only one and last hope now is Obama. Well, you you ain't got too much fucking hope there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, Obama, do something, you know. Do, uh, veto this thing, you know. That's uh, that's it's how ironic is that. That we're in a situation where I'm like now looking at our president, like please be presidential. Yeah, you can't flip flop like that, motherfucker. I don't want him <laughs> to vote for it. Fuck it, let it go. The whole Congress wanted it through. He might as well not. He ain't gonna be a stick in the mud. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll keep on bashing him. <laughs> yeah, until they come and scoop us up because they view us as a uh, enemy combatants or anybody and that was another thing that I kept reading about was that anybody now who opposes the government that's my phone ringing <laughs> sorry about that um, anybody that uh, opposes the government is in a situation where and when I mean oppose I just mean politically oppose or philosophically oppose I don't mean opposing it with arms yet you know but it's one of those situations where they can view you as a subversive threat and whisk you away to some unknown place to never be heard from again. It, it brings up, um, uh, our, you know, our, our friend USA Hitman. He has a website, usahitman.com. And he had, um, he got a, a notice from his hosting service that said, you know, uh, you need to cease and desist. Or we got a, we have a letter from the government asking us to pull your website down. And then they gave him all his files and his whole website. You know what I mean? It was like uh-huh. the government stepped in and told them to pull his website because they didn't like what it was. Now, the now the, the hosting company is in a, in a predicament at that point because they're like, 
what should we do? You know, it's like here we got a guy, one of our customers, but he's got um, inflammatory stuff on his website, you know, and and if y'all have ever been to, to usahitmen.com, go there and check it out. You know, it's a complete mix of, you know, um, conspiracy stories along with aliens. You know, it, it isn't nothing that bad. But the fact that the government would step in and, and tell his company, you know, take it down. All right. And then the company goes, oh, yes, sir, big government. I'll do what you say there, massa. Yeah. What they tell him that uh, he was too small. He was too small of a fish for the company to stand behind. Right. Right. Yeah. His $10 a month. Uh, right. Fee wasn't worth them uh, being harassed by the man. <laughs> exactly right. And luckily, he 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 uh, before it's news dot com got in touch with him, and offered him hosting over there, and they will ignore all um, requests by the government. But how much of this is going on to to suppress any type of speech? Right. You know, it's free speech, but they're using the force of government and the the fear of government to get uh, voluntary compliance of these companies in order to, to squash, you know, open whatever he wants to put on there. You know, some of the stuff I love to read, some of the stuff is kind of out there, which is fun to read, but it's nothing. I've never seen nothing on there that would make me scratch my head and go, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what's this all about? I, I, there's no propaganda, per se. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's all fun. Well, there's some ganda. what i want to know is after they popped in the eye right what is he doing about it what is he what is he doing about it yeah he's telling everybody yeah he's all right so we can step in and do something about it yeah i say we find out who the agency is well he he i I emailed him back and asked him that i said who did you find out what agency actually requested from your um hosting company you know um, what agency it was, and he's like several times with no response. Oh, uh, so he don't know the agency? No, he don't know the agency. We got to find out the agency so we can dial them motherfuckers up. <laughs> give, them a, <laughs> give them a little ring a ding. Say what's up? Hey, we're we're feeling left out over here at LOZ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's only gonna be a matter of time for for share share <laughs> share the dick slap with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can see it happening. You know, uh, what about all you guys with the gun blogs out there? You know, what about all you guys with gun cut podcasts? You know, when when is the administration and the force of government be coming down? Like, we can't be allowing them to promote the use of guns in a free society, you know, and start putting pressure on your hosting companies to pull you down and don't host you. You know, I don't think before it's news has enough servers for all of us. You know what I mean? Right. Speaking of guns, how about them gun, uh, them record freaking gun sales during the uh, Black but, Friday? Man, ain't that sweet? We yeah. actually had a. Fr- it's sweet and bitter. Uh, all right, you got to explain that one. It's sweet because everybody's buying guns. It's bitter. The reason they're buying them is because <laughs> they think Obama's going to be reelected. Again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, at least we got know some there. You know, at least we know there's some smart motherfuckers out there. Well, you know, I don't even know if it's if they think it is because Obama's going to be reelected. I think they see that the uh, impending economic collapse coming. You know, and it's good to have some firearms around just in case. But 
bringing us to a different subject based on that subject. Uh, based on the circus that is the GOP race, uh, uh-huh. yeah, I think they think Obama's going to be elected. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I actually kind of uh, think that they're just throwing out some lame ducks and Obama's going to take it again. Yeah. Yeah, and that is a bad, and bad we, feeling. We all, we all know what's going to happen when he gets reelected again. Oh, uh, they come for your guns. The one thing that struck me weird is that that clip about uh, Rand Paul when he was on the Senate floor and he was talking to uh, John McCain, or he was rebutting John McCain, and he was talking about uh, certain signs that I guess are indications of uh, possible domestic and homegrown terrorists is like missing fingers because they've been messing with bombs or. Food. If you have over more than seven days of food storage, you could be considered a domestic terrorist. You know, if you have, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're just sweeping through the city. Hey, this guy ain't got no fingers. Yeah, here, snatch him up. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old fucking fingerless man. On yeah, the fingerless Johnson. There, he's, he's, he gets maced in the face, <laughs> dragged by his yeah. dick into a fucking cattle car. <laughs> <laughs> He's already having a bad life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's probably a guitar player or something. <laughs> <laughs> he was a guitar player. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the funny part about that whole thing is, you know, Rand Paul lists all these different, you know, things about what is, constitutes a domestic terrorist. You know, and there are things that just preppers do every day. You know, storing food and ammunition and, and just, you know, in case something happens, it's nice to have your well, own security and self-reliance so you don't have to well, rely on the nanny state to take care of you. Well, there's a contradiction with that because is it NASA part of uh, the U.S. government? NASA? Yeah. I don't, well, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's an agency. Well, they're all fucking terrorists and all the whole network. Why? What's up? Because the head of NASA came out and got a speech. I don't have it prepared because I don't prepare shit. <laughs> right. But the head of NASA came out and said, he, he sent out an email to all the NASA employees telling them to do that exact thing. Well, not only that, it, uh, FEMA itself comes out with with a whole list of things for, for emergency supplies, have cash on hand, which is one of the things that uh, might indicate you're a domestic terrorist. Uh, have cash on hand. um Stored food supply, stored water, all this kind of stuff. So everything that FEMA is telling you to go do in case of an emergency, another agency, a government, is is using it as indications that you could possibly be a terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's do as I say, not as I do theory. The the authority says you know they can they can say you're scum and yeah they can just say whatever you they want to say anyway. Beat you in the head and. But they don't have to abide by the same rules. No, they don't. Here, mm-hmm. here, here, here. Let's play the clip. I got it right here. Ready? Uh-huh. All right, here it comes, y'all. It's loading up. No good and well that someday there could be a government in power that is shipping its citizens off for disagreements. There are laws on the books now that characterize who might be a terrorist. Someone missing fingers on their hands is a suspect, according to the Department of Justice. Poor fingerless Someone Johnson. Someone who has guns, someone who has ammunition that is weatherproofed, someone who has more than seven days of food in their house can be considered a potential terrorist. If you are suspected by these activities, do you want to have 
the government have the ability to send you to Guantanamo Bay for indefinite detention? A suspect. We're not talking about someone who has been tried and found guilty. We're talking about someone suspected of activities. But some of the things that make you suspicious of terrorism are having food, having more than seven days of food, missing fingers on your hand, having ammunition, having weatherproofed ammunition, having several guns at your house. Is that enough? Are you willing to sacrifice your freedom for liberty? I would argue that we should strike these detainee provisions from this bill because we are giving up our liberty. We are giving up our, the constitutional right to have due process before we're sent to a prison. This is. There it is. That's Rand Paul on the Senate floor telling you what's in the provisions and what to look, what they're looking out for. Yeah, under their guidelines, I am a fucking terrorist. I'll tell you. Right. I'm a terrorist. Come get me. <laughs> Hell, you know they 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 called our forefathers terrorists, so that everything falls under that. We're all fucking terrorists. <laughs> so anybody know what this means? <laughs> We're not gonna stop playing it until somebody tells us what it means. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. We just like the Russian accent. We don't want to hear from you, death people, though. Oh. The de- <laughs> I don't think you got to worry about hearing from the deaf people, aye? Oh, well, sorry about that. No, no. To be continued another podcast. Right. Um, we love you deaf people. <laughs> Better motherfuckers. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and break out the deaf people. No. <laughs> um. All right. If you don't want to clarify, that's fine. I don't want to just keep plugging away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, getting back to this this uh, SB 1867. Why are they doing it now, y'all? Why um, are they bringing it to the forefront now? You know, I want you to just think of some key issues here. That, uh, that the United States national debt, you know, is over $15 trillion and rising every day. Unemployment is, is at an all-time high. Um, in March of this year, 9 million Americans have lost their health insurance since 2009 just due to the, to the job losses themselves. Um, they're losing all, Americans are losing their homes and foreclosure to the, to the, to the banking cartels. Um, and the Americans have been steadily losing their pensions since 2008. And let's not even get into one of the hardest hit segments of society, which is actually the the veterans. Um, and, and a lot of the cuts has been being made, you know, to the vet, to the veterans' benefits. You know, the point being is that people the, these are austerity measures that are coming up, and people are going to be rioting in the streets and being pissed off, and they're going to be more economic collapse is going to occur. Um, right. Yeah. And so people are stocking up and they're doing this kind of stuff. And the government's got an eye out for anybody, and especially if you pay cash for anything. They don't like people to pay cash in anything. You know what I mean? It's another indication that you could be a domestic terrorist. And yeah. so it, it's one of those situations where all this bad stuff is taking place. But don't do not think for one minute that they haven't had this in play for a very, very long time. Right. Yeah. And, uh, Speaking of that bill that just passed, uh-huh. those motherfuckers. <laughs> Isn't uh, right after that happened, FEMA got and uh, started becoming very active in uh, 
in, in their planning? Yeah. You know, I haven't researched it too much. I think I read one article, and I'll probably get it all wrong, but oh well. But it's something with... Um, They're soliciting contractors for yeah. uh, bids. Uh, Ke- Kellogg, Brown, and Root, which is the subsidiary of Halliburton. Right. Right. That um and they yeah they're submitting yeah what are they doing they're building, you read it. they're building their infrastructure inside the FEMA camps see what they did was they built all the FEMA camps there ain't no FEMA camps oh yeah I forgot oh yeah if they're alleged the uh, FEMA camps the alleged <laughs> FEMA camps were just a uh what do you call it uh rough structure you know what right I mean? they right. built the camps. All and the, all the that skeleton. now they got now yeah the skeleton now they got to fill it in oh. with the meat and potatoes the you know uh, contractors are bringing food they bought all this millions of dollars of the food oh. if not more I don't know the total that's numbers, terrorism but, you can't have stored yeah. food what are <laughs> they called the 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 prepackaged food MREs yeah, they bought a shitload of them oh yeah, that's terrorism right there and uh, you know they're contra- contractors to figure out how to bring in water and just do every, run the camp right much, right 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 you know right it's supposed to be like the hilton well don't forget it was just earlier was it wasn't it earlier this year that he signed obama signed the executive order to make the council of governors and assigned one governor over each fema region each each one of the 12 fema regions i mean they they're they are building this thing up like a block of legos you know what I mean? and it's yeah. masterful and we're sitting around with our thumbs in our asses i know Hey, FEMA camps, white contractors, I want a jacuzzi in my camp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, it's, it, hey, yeah. they put me in a fucking camp. I'm taking over the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be the king of my camp. <laughs> like a king FEMA. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's strange, man. The whole, the whole thing just baffles me. That, um, But, you know, all those contractors that are out there, that are able to hire people to build and maintain, and this is just um, this is just uh, jobs, man. It's jobs creation. That's what it is. It's jobs creation. You know what I mean? Maybe they'll put a dent in that unemployment rate. Yeah, for uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it it is one of the one of the worst things I've uh, I've seen. In a long time. And if y'all think this is, listen, we're going to play a small clip here. Uh, where, if I can find it. Well, the one good thing about the FEMA camps, too, is that uh, for the longest time, uh-huh. even up till just recently, till this bill passed and they started, you know, hiring the the contractor or whatever. Right. It was a big conspiracy theory. That's it was all just it a was. Theory. Now it's a conspiracy fact, motherfuckers. Right. So all of us tinfoil hat wearing people out here, you got to understand that Alex Jones was right from the get go. So like, listen, don't shoot. Oh, excuse me. Don't shoot the messenger, you know? Right. Um, anyway, go ahead. Play. Yeah. I was going to play that clip uh, from, I think this is, this is the kind of infiltration and intelligence gathering and stuff that they, that they'd like to perform all the time. Um, it's kind of a, this is an old clip, I will tell you, I think, I think it's from 03. It's that old, okay? And it's, and it, and it goes all the way back to, no, it, might, it was after Katrina. When was that, 05? Katrina? 05, 06? It was right around that time this clip came out. It was 05. Okay. 
law ever become a reality in America? Some Marshall, fear any nuclear, law. biological, or chemical attack on U.S. territory might trigger just that. And as KSLA News 12 Jeff Farrell discovered, the clergy would help the government with potentially their biggest problem, us. From my cold, dead hands. Charlton Heston's famous declaration captures a truly American value, the overarching desire to protect our freedoms. But gun confiscation is exactly what happened during the state of emergency following Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans. U.S. troops also arrived, something far easier to do even now thanks to last year's elimination of the 1878 Posse Comitatus Act. That forbid U.S. troops from policing on American soil. If martial law were enacted here at home, like depicted in the movie The Siege, easing public fears and quelling dissent would be critical. And that's exactly what the clergy response team, as it's called, helped accomplish in New Orleans. Uh, Jeff, the primary thing that we say to anybody is let's cooperate and get this thing over with, and then we'll settle the differences once the crisis is over. Such clergy response teams would walk a tightrope between the needs of the government versus the wishes of the public. In a lot of cases, these clergy would already be known in the neighborhoods in which they're helping to defuse that situation. For the clergy, one of the biggest tools that they will have in helping calm the public down or obey the law is the Bible itself, specifically Romans, Romans 13. Because the government is established by the Lord, you know, and, uh, and that's what we believe in the Christian faith. That's what's stated in the scripture. Civil rights advocates believe the amount of public cooperation may depend largely on how long they expect a suspension of their rights might last. Jeff Farrell, KSLA News 12 reporting. And according to Tuberville, during Hurricane Katrina, the clergy response team provided 38 chaplains a day around the clock at eight different camps. They're out there to quell dissension among the people in case there needs to be martial law. They, they are putting these little programs in place all across the country you know, one at a time, just methodical, under the radar, just so you don't know. Stay asleep, little sheep. <laughs> yeah, very methodical over a course of a long period of time, those alien motherfuckers. <laughs> they are aliens. <clears throat> yeah. And that whole, God, it really just burns me up, the whole getting rid of Posse Comitatus and the whole militarization. It's like they put the... It's like they put the tip in just a little bit. <laughs> right. <laughs> when they just decided to go back door. Right, right, right. Get it? Tip, tip in back door. I got it. I, I got it. They fucking get in their ass. That's like <laughs> Yeah, they just put the tip in a little bit when they decided, all right, we won't, we won't bring the military in at uh -huh. first. Right? Mm -hmm. At first they said, we won't bring the military in. We'll just mm -hmm. militarize the police. I think you've heard about militarization of the police forces here on this podcast before. Yeah. So it's like, you know. It's one more little brick they, they, in the police my, my state point, wall. Yeah, my point is they got away with that. And then they said, fuck it, we, we might as well just go on full on. Right, yeah. they, they A full on romp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're raping our civil liberties right in the ass is what they're doing. And it's ridiculous, y'all. You know, and, and you know. I also saw, I, I don't even know if I, did I bring this up about the, the bathtubs in the last podcast? Mm -mm. Well, I wish I would have found the article, but I didn't feel like looking for it. But it was the fact that you're like four times more likely to get injured in a bathtub than get injured in a terrorist attack. Yeah, I've heard that before. Right. 
It's like, well, where's all the the bathtub industrial complex out there trying to safe these, you know, make these bathtubs safer? You know what I'm saying? It's I'm not saying terrorism isn't real, and I'm not saying what happened on 9/11 wasn't real. Uh, what I am saying is they can government has a way to use things like that as a pretext to usurp more power and control over the people than than the people ordinarily wouldn't allow because they're scared and they use this fear you know this code this yellow i know they got rid of the code the what was it terror alert red and orange and yellow they got rid of that because they people saw it as a psychological um uh reinforcing you know like be it's orange be be alert be scared you know and you're walking around don't forget i mean everything from the department of homeland security coming out with those with the that we've played on this show before if you see something say something yeah if you see something it it just really it really pisses me off you know that you speak of that it's like they're all they say they're all for your safety yet they turn around and watch you not just watch you they they're putting poison in your freaking baby Similac for God's sake you <laughs> right, know what I mean? right, right, right blatantly right. poisoning your kids yeah and the water supplies yeah blatantly just poisoning everybody right and and then they turn around and say you know for your safety we're gonna blah 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 right you know, right fuck you yeah for your health and safety yeah think about it like this the uh, just like when a when a cow goes to the feeding feeding pen to fatten up. I forget what they call it, but he goes there to fatten up before the slaughter. You know what I mean? They make them fat where they can barely even stand, you know, because and all they eat is that corn. They just eat corn. That, it's not part of the cow's natural diet, and they have a really hard time digesting it, you know? And it's the same. I feel it's the same way now. They've just made us fat and happy out here, just fat and happy. Everybody look the other way. Don't pay no attention. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm fat and unhappy. <laughs> what you unhappy about, Shooter? I'm unhappy that they're... You know, it's one thing to poison us, because we're smart enough to know. Right. To poison helpless babies. Oh, they'll just blame China. It was food that was made in China, and then we'll have a backlash against China, and then they'll just reintroduce it some other in some other way. Do you know what I mean? China, they use China as a scapegoat for some of the inferior stuff, like... Uh, there ain't. I don't buy that shit no more. I don't I either. Believe, well, you see the truth. I believe in you know, it's now a world government, right. and the WTO operates worldwide, and right. they have say so. You know, you got Codex Alimentarius right. operating under the world government, right? That's, that's regulating and that's, everything, and they're the ones putting the fucking poison in everything. You're exactly right, and that, and that is a part of Agenda Twenty One. Mm-hmm. That that Codex Alimentarius, yeah. There's one for you guys to Google. Yeah, you want to get really pissed off? Look that up and start <laughs> doing some shit on it, researching that. All right. We it's can't crazy. do it all for you. Hell, we barely do enough to get the podcast out. <laughs> y'all got to gotta do, some, do some search. But you just think about all these little bricks, man, in the police state wall. Like yeah. The Patriot right. Act, the Security Enhancement Act of 2003. Uh, the Military Commissions Act of 2006, I believe that was the one where they actually suspended uh, Posse Comitatus, but I'm not exactly sure. Uh, the John Warner Defense Authorization Act of 2007, which called for the suspension of habeas corpus. Now, oh, you got something? No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that now, 
we come across a very interesting uh, video with Rachel Maddow, who who oh, is yeah. for MSNBC, and she was absolutely uh, slicing Obama up, which I'm surprised of, I'm surprised about um, because you know MSNBC being so lean and left and all that, but they're unhappy with him, so it kind of makes sense, but. I guess he gave a speech um, at the end of last year, and th- this aired um, in January of 2011. So it's been out, you know, wasn't ten months or eleven months now, and he keeps saying in this thing, and we'll play it for you. But he keeps saying the same thing in there that you know w- uh, we want to abide by the rule of law. We can't do some of this stuff here and there, you know, blah blah blah, because we got to abide by the rule of law. And what what this new these new provisions in the um, Defense Authorization Act is done is made it the rule of law, you know. So they were thinking back then, well, we can't do, we can't just scoop people up, American citizens. We can't do that. It's not the rule of law, but now it is. Here, you want to hear it? Huh? Uh, I don't. Know. Yeah, I want to hear it. All right, y'all. And it's kind of long, and I'll probably stop it before it gets to too long, but. Hang in there and listen to listen to her. She's uh, I can't believe she actually but we begin tonight was being as objective as she was. Both from the same man, both from President Obama. One speech that could have been billed as a ballad to the Constitution, a proclamation of American values, a repudiation of the lawless behavior of the last presidential administration, and another speech announcing a radical new claim of presidential power that is not afforded by the Constitution and that has never been attempted in American history, even by George W. Bush and Dick Cheney. Remarkably, President Obama today made both of those speeches simultaneously. Standing inside the National Archives in front of the actual original Constitution, President Obama delivered a blistering critique of the Bush administration in which he called their actions and their legacy literally a mess. Our government made a series of hasty decisions. Poorly planned, haphazard approach. Too often, we set those principles aside as luxuries that we could no longer afford. Our government made decisions based on fear rather than foresight. The decisions that were made over the last eight years established an ad hoc legal approach for fighting terrorism that was neither effective nor sustainable. An ad hoc legal approach for fighting terrorism that was neither effective nor sustainable. Ouch. Then, moments later, he announced his own, his own ad hoc legal approach for fighting terrorism. (laughs) President Obama today proposed something new, something called prolonged detention. I just had to pause it there because back in January they were calling it prolonged detention. That means you have a chance to get out. Now it's indefinite detention. You see what I'm saying? I just had to point that out. (laughs) I got to point out something. What the fuck does ad hoc mean? (laughs) What kind of person uses ad hoc? <laughs> it's legal jargon. Right. <laughs> I don't, what does it mean? I don't know. He's out there spouting out words that nobody knows the meaning to. That's why she's busting on him. Yeah, he, he. Doesn't sound that bad, right? Oh. Prolonged detention? Nah, not too bad. Did you ever see the movie Minority Report? It was based on a Philip K. Dick short story. It came out in 2002. It starred Tom Cruise, remember? He played a police officer in something called the Department of Pre-Crime. Pre-Crime is where people are arrested and incarcerated to prevent crimes that they have not yet committed. 
Mr. Marks. My mandate of the District of Columbia Pre-Crime Division. I'm placing you under arrest for the future murder of Sarah Marks and Donald Dubinos. Take place today, April 22nd, at 0800 hours, four minutes. No, I didn't do anything. Off to the camp you with you, sir. didn't do anything, but you're gonna. Future murder. Creepy, right? Putting somebody in jail, not for what they've done, but for what you're very sure they're going to do? There may be a number of people who cannot be prosecuted for past crimes. In some cases, because evidence may be tainted. But who nonetheless pose a threat to the security of the United States. We're not prosecuting them for past crimes, but we need to keep them in prison because of our expectation of their future crimes. Al-Qaeda terrorists and their affiliates are at war with the United States, and those that we capture, like other prisoners of war, must be prevented from attacking us again. Prevented. We will incarcerate people preventively. Preventive incarceration. Indefinite detention without trial. That's what, that's what this is. That's what President Obama proposed today. If you strip away the euphemisms. One civil liberties advocate told the New York Times today, quote, we've known this was on the horizon for many years, but we were able to hold it off with George Bush. The idea that we might find ourselves fighting with the Obama administration over these powers is really stunning. <laughs> and it is stunning, particularly to hear President Obama claim the power to keep people in prison indefinitely with no charges against them, no conviction, no sentence, just imprisonment. It's particularly stunning to hear him make that claim in the middle of a speech that was all about the rule of law. But we must do so with an abiding confidence in the rule of law. Our government was defending positions that undermine the rule of law to ensure that they are in line with the rule of law. How can a president speak the kind of poetry that President Obama does about the rule of law? and call for the power to indefinitely, preventively imprison people because they might commit crimes in the future. How can those two things coexist in the same man, even in the same speech? Well, that brings us to the self-consciously awkward, embarrassing part of this speech today. After condemning the Bush administration for what he called their ad hoc legal strategy for trying to make things seem legal that patently weren't, this is what President Obama proposed. My administration has begun to reshape the standards that apply. Reshape the standards that apply. To ensure that they are in line with the rule of law. We must have clear, defensible, and lawful standards for those who fall into this category. We must have a thorough process of periodic review so that any prolonged detention is carefully evaluated and justified. Our goal is to construct a legitimate legal framework for the remaining Guantanamo detainees, they cannot. I can't tell you no more. All right. Because he, he's just saying the same thing. Like, we have to have the legal frame, framework in order to be able to do this. Now, don't forget, yo, this came, this was that back in January of this year, you know? So now they've got the legal framework in place. I know, right? <laughs> it's amazing. It is. It always makes me wonder because, you know, sometimes you hear him. You can hear it kind of in his voice, and it makes you wonder. Uh -huh. At least I can hear it. You know, of course, he's got an audience of monkeys out there going, oh, our leader is so smart. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We love our leader. Uh-huh.
you know, Obama. <laughs> but it always makes me wonder if after he's done with his speech, you know, they go back to some, you know, wherever they go, and, mm-hmm. and he's just with his people. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just all laughing, and he's like, high, they're high-fiving each other, and he's like, would you like the way I worked that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're back there high-fiving each other. For right, laughing. Yeah. I, I, no, I think they're more talking to each other like, you know, like... Good job. <laughs> They're zombies, <Right>. man. <laughs> yeah, I just don't get it, man. Yeah, it, it just seems like a big joke. Like, it, it how, is. You know, like she pointed out, it's like, how? what the fuck? I know. It is. It's just like that. What the fuck is going on? You yeah. know? Yeah. But... <laughs> You ready to move on to something else? I think we beat Obama's ass in the whole Defense Authorization Act pretty good. Yep. And ladies and gentlemen, introducing to you for your viewing pleasure or listening pleasure, the Ass Clown of the Week. Is that your best uh, top bat fucking... <laughs> that, that's my best <laughs> carnival barker right there. That's it. It doesn't get no better than that, all right? <laughs> but, um... It's Newt Gingrich, y'all. Here, I got some things for for Mr. Newt. Just so that we don't get accused of, uh... Can we change his name at least? Now that he's the. Uh, can we change the name of everybody that we make ask on the month? Yes. What do you want to call him? Salamander Gingrich. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's Salamander. <laughs> oh, where's that? We need some slithering freaking sound bites. Right. All right, here, let, me, let me cut that music off. Good music. I like that music. All right, here we go with some new Gingrich for you. I'm going to start off with um, this one right here first, where he's, he says that terror attacks would remind people just how much that we need the government to protect us. Uh, we have, I think we have one more question. Yes, ma'am. What do you attribute to the fact that we haven't been hit since 9-11? Why have we not been hit by, since 9-11, which is a good question. My, my first answer is I honestly don't know. Um, I would have expected another attack, uh, and and I am, uh, I I particularly thought I was very, very worried and and, uh, talked to the administration when we had the the sniper attacks, because the sniper attacks were psychologically so frightening to to the average person because of their randomness, uh, that I thought, I was amazed that, that the bad guys didn't figure out how to send 10 or 12 sniper teams. I think there are, there are a couple of things. Give them some though, good yeah. ideas there, Newt. I mean, Salamander. This, this is, by the way, the great one of the one of the great tragedies of the Bush administration. The more successful they've been at intercepting and stopping bad guys, the less proof there is that we're in danger. And therefore, the better they've done at making sure there isn't an attack, the easier it is to say, well, there was never going to be an attack anyway. And it's almost like they should every once in a while have allowed an attack to get through just to remind us. But I mean, think about think about. Did you hear that? They should have let an attack get through just to remind us that we need them. Think about the psychology. You know, why have we? Why did we wrap up so many people? Well, because we wiretapped. And again, I'm going to be a little controversial. 
I would divide the FBI into two agencies. Here you go. I would have an anti-domestic crime FBI, which was very cautious, very respectful of civil liberties. Well, thank you, Newt. You were innocent until proven guilty. And I would have a small but very aggressive anti-terrorism agency. And I would frankly give them extraordinary ability to eavesdrop. And my first advice to civil libertarians is simple. Don't plot with terrorists. <laughs> Listen here, Salamander Gingrich. Hey, he's living up to his first name, all right, all right. slimy bastard. And don't forget, yo, he's no friend to gun lovers either. Oh, no. No, no, no. no. He's had all kinds of ethics violations. Did y'all know that he wanted, he, he, he introduced or backed or something, um, legislation when he was House Speaker that all gun owners had to submit a thumbprint? You know, every one of you out there listening that owns guns, yeah. Which, how would you like to have had to been able to submit a thumbprint? You know, just to own a gun. You know, do you trust this government enough? Do you trust them? I don't. Do you? Of course, I trust them. <laughs> don't suck up nope. to the man now. <laughs> Newt just changed my whole way of thinking. <laughs> he does have that calming effect on you. Like I feel like he he is so presidential. I know, right? Yeah, he's a scumbag, and uh, you know what I mean. It's ridiculous. Here, here we go. Here we got some more Newt for you. This is a uh, this is the ass clown of the week. With I his think this is the core challenge of mercy is that beyond the words is a real question of policy and a real question of values, and a real question of seriousness. The real question of policy. We don't always see eye to eye. Nancy do we Pelosi. Do? No, but we do agree our country must take action to address climate change. Newt Gingrich has been on both sides of a long list of issues, sometimes in the same week. I don't think right-wing social engineering is any more desirable than left-wing social engineering. With allies like that, who needs the left? It cuts Paul Ryan off at the knees. It supports the Obama administration. There no. is no explanation for it. And a real question of... Yes, Rush Limbaugh, there is an explanation for it. They all work for the same team. Sorry. Value. value. Question of value. If you want to put people in jail, let's look at the politicians who created the environment, the politicians who profited from the environment, politicians who profited from the environment. Newt Gingrich on the defense for taking one and a half million bucks. After he left Congress, Freddie Mac paid Gingrich at least $1.6 million. $1.6 million, some of it just before the housing market collapsed. Newt Gingrich can ridicule Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac publicly while privately pocketing millions. That's hardcore lobbying, and that's what Newt Gingrich was doing. The Politicians who profited from the environment. There are now reports about controversial ties to the healthcare industry. A think tank founded by Newt Gingrich collected at least $37 million from major healthcare companies. The group supports individual mandates. Newt Gingrich renewed his support for an individual mandate, a key tenet of President Obama's healthcare law. The support for an individual mandate? Folks, don't ask me to explain this. And a real question of seriousness, serious question of seriousness. <laughs> Everything that Gingrich railed against when he was in the House, he went the other way when he got paid to go the other way. You're an embarrassment to our party. He's flipped and flopped based on who's paying him. He's demonstrating himself to be the very essence of the Washington insiders. It's about serial hypocrisy. 
it's wrong to go around and adopt radically different positions, because then people have to ask themselves, what will you tell me next time? Yeah, what are you going to tell us next time, Mr. Salamander? Oh my God! <laughs> if he's the GOP candidate, I'm I'm fucking here, y'all. Hear it right here on the LZ podcast. Uh-huh. I'm voting for Obama. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather oh. vote for a monkey with the middle name Hussein and that slimy salamander bastard. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're all in, we're all in so much trouble. Yeah, do y'all see what is going on, man? They're putting the pieces of the puzzle in place. In order to gift wrapped us up and ship us off to wherever they deem necessary. I don't even know. How, I don't it's even have a, a, definitely a not so win win. <laughs> <laughs> you, you think? <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. All right. You want to go on? Let's, let's move along now after Ask Clown of the Week is over. Um, Man, they covered a lot of ground on that. Uh, didn't it on, on lizard lizard yeah um <laughs> yeah you know i gotta tell you where, I, a- I should i should tell you where the source of that ad was it was from the ron paul campaign um he put it out to attack newt on the issues and and i didn't see anything <laughs> else out there better <laughs> very effective mr paul <laughs> Got me going democratic now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was bad. Oh. No. Um. In all seriousness, wasn't there something else about Newt too? Well, what's that? Or Salamander? The book he flip flopped on. Oh. Oh. Let me see if I got it. I don't <laughs> if that wasn't enough dirt. We got more. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah, I got it right here. Let me uh, open it up. Yeah, from examiner.com, uh, a guy from our home, hometown of Charleston, South Carolina, said that Gingrich was there doing a little town hall meeting question and answer thing. Um, I'll paraphrase this the best I can because it was really kind of uh, uh, enlightening. Um, he said that it wasn't like anyone that he'd ever attended before uh, because they wasn't allowed to actually ask questions. They could only write them down, and then the handlers took takes all the questions and toss out the hard ones you know oh, well that's a that's a setting a policy standard already All right he's gonna make a great president <laughs> yes he will <laughs> salamander for president um and it came across uh somebody came up to him with a book and it was a book called uh the third wave <laughs> and it was written by alvin toffler in 1980 and newt endorsed the book and uh put it on his congressional recommended reading list. He liked it so much that in 1996, when when the politics of the third wave came out, it was the book two in that series, uh, he actually wrote the foreword to that book. So he, this is a book that he liked. You know what I mean? Um, the premise of these books was that national sovereignty is an outdated concept. Uh, they called for the complete repeal of the U.S. Constitution. It envisions a worldwide technocracy run by multinational corporations and non-governmental organizations. Uh, Fifteen years ago, he liked the book so much, like I said, he wrote the forward for it, but now he, now he denies supporting it because when someone brought it up to him in the crowd to get him to sign his forward, right. he said that he didn't agree with uh, half of what's in that book now. Um, but, you know, 
to me, Salamander got too many skeletons in the closet. Now, here's what here's what it is. See, newts and salamanders can change their colors oh. to match any background. Oh, see? I thought that was chameleons, but that's okay. That's all lizards. That was all lizards? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially one's named Newt. <laughs> he changes his spots when he wants. Um, also, there was a time when Al Gore was supposed to debate Lord Moncton from Great Britain. If y'all don't know who Lord Moncton is, as M-O-N-K-T-O-N, go uh, YouTube him and find out what Lord Moncton has to say about a few things. Here, Here's a rule of thumb. Never uh-huh. debate anybody with the first name Lord. <laughs> <laughs> True. But uh, So after Mo- Lord Moncton had already flown into D.C., Gore, Al Gore's handlers, realized that how bad he was going to make Al Gore look, and he would have, too. He would have sliced him up. You know what I mean? Well, they canceled Lord Moncton and replaced him with Newt Gingrich to debate him. Uh, so one year after appearing in a commercial as a global warming advocate next to Nancy Pelosi. Right. You he, heard he, it. He stands on stage to debate the global warming <laughs> with Al Gore. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking tool. Yeah. What a douche. We're going to have fun bashing you, Newt. I can tell already. It's going to be a golden year of Newt bashing. <laughs> yes, it will. Oh, looks like we're about to run out of a little time over there, D. So let's 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 wrap this up. And I want all of y'all to go to our Facebook fan page, and I want y'all to uh, to uh, to go to our website and uh, click on our sponsor there if you're in the, if you're in the market for a for a safe. Uh, let them know that uh, we sent you when you call them, because I'm sure you you won't order it just straight off online. You you want to call them, and let's see what else is there. What else we got going on? Anything? Mm-mm. I don't think so either. So anyway, yeah, just go like our Facebook fan page, people. I like it. Yeah, follow at uh, Shooter Dan on Twitter and at Easy K Patriots. All right, and uh, well, this is one thing we want y'all to do. How about eight minutes? All right, this is what we want you to do. We want y'all to listen to this uh, this last song. Okay. Yeah, bear with it. Bear with it because it, it starts out a little slow, but it gets really good. And listen to the words really carefully, and I think you're gonna enjoy it. Um, because we got some, uh, it'll give a little insight into some upcoming stuff that we got planned for you. All right. Mortis. Yeah, it's from Mortis Noctu, y'all. Thank you for remembering that. Here we go. Where is the gold of the American people? Inside the vaults at Fort Knox? Is it? Show us the gold. Where is the gold? Where is the gold? Show us the gold. Show us the gold. What happened to the gold? Just open the door so we can look inside. Just open the door so we can find the truth. Just open the door so the people can see the gold. Just open the door. Just open the door. 
What happened to the gold? We the people had it locked up in Fort Knox safely But now it's not so certain I'm told But we could know the truth if they just opened the doors Since 74 when Ollie knocked out four men to Fort Knox Vault door been locked off access to the public But it's supposed to be our property So where the audits be? It kind of bothers me how people put their trust in the hands of governments And lose it all to corruption This just in the Ross trials through the world Issuing executive directives through Bilderberg Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, the Fed Reserve Central banks run currencies, countries forced to serve Debt slavery, making hordes of serfs And if the scene wasn't bad enough They hold the nation that they fucks Gold is collateral, but boom and bust Flatter chumps, fiat paper inflation Stacked to the sky, adding up And now the dollars, not what it seems Backed by gold, no longer it's a confident scheme There's no proof the gold exists That's certainly obvious Congressman Paul wants the metals purity audited To verify its actual content is something real That 4-9 fine and not gold-plated tungsten steel just open the door so we can look inside. Just open the door so we can find the truth. Just open the door so the people can see the door. Just open the door. Seven hundred thousand bars are supposed to be there And if the people find out it's not, it's holders better beware In 33, FDR signed the fucking gold confiscation act Yeah, he kinda stole our wealth and never gave it back Collected our collective gold and built Fort Knox to house it The biggest theft in history, but your school's textbooks don't say a word about it And where it's at today still remains a mystery Forced Americans to sell their gold to the Fed Now it probably flows in glowing molten rivers in the Rothschilds mansions instead My guess is if we're really lucky, a small fraction of it's still left in Kentucky, I'd say the rest most likely resides under the Fed Bank in New York, snatched up under the guise of lies, among the biggest stash of gold that's ever been known to be owned anywhere in the globe, they use it to rig the markets behind the scenes, ordering puppet presidents to deploy their plunge protection team, the fucking bastards leading us to disaster, suppressing precious metals prices while they print fiat money faster, project the illusion the dollar still as good as gold, Leeton off has got the economy in a stranglehold, this is serious, listen, currency markets are the most powerful mechanism of imperialism Just open the door So we can look inside Just open the door So we can find the truth thank you And remember I'll leave y'all with this If you can't see the gold You ain't got none <laughs> Later, Hoobles